Hi, I'm Gavin Carlson, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruins Sports Podcast. UCLA 25, Washington State 17, and the Bruins are a ranked football team once again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Out of Bounds, the official sports podcast of the Daily Bruin. As always, I'm your host, Gavin Carlson, a fourth-year sports staff writer here at the Daily Bruin, and today I'm joined by my boss. I say it every episode. It's the sports editor of the Daily Bruin, Joseph Crosby. How are you doing? Hey, Gavin. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Feels a little different. There's just two of us this time, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, there's no Jack today, and my theory is that he's not here because my Saints just absolutely embarrassed his Patriots, but we won't talk about that. We're talking about UCLA football. Um, As I mentioned, the Bruins, a very interesting performance, a very impressive, for the most part, performance on Saturday at a blazing hot Rose Bowl, able to knock off number 13, then 13, Washington State to jump into the top 25, now a 18th ranked football team. And the story of the game, the defense, phenomenal, basically the entire game against a Washington State offense that was, you know, one of the best in the entire country, definitely in the Pac-12, but really the whole country coming into the game. Um, It really started right away at three and out to start the game and really set the tone for the entire game. Cam Ward, a fantastic quarterback, no interceptions coming to the game, but he was running for his life all game. That yeah. front seven was phenomenal, um, and and the sec- secondary as well. What do you think of just the performance of that entire defense against a really good Washington State offense? Yeah, I mean, last or two weeks ago, I guess we saw UCLA go to Utah, hold the, the Utes to seven points, and then they come back at home this week and take the number two passing offense and say, uh, "We don't care. You're going to score ten points, and your quarterback's going to throw for less than two hundred yards." And that was just it was a really statement performance of being able to you know, welcome such a good and prolific offense that has been so good this season and say, you know, we're we're the UCLA defense and we're a new defense and we're completely different than what you, anything you've seen in the last few years. And they just continue to shine. And that's the same thing they've done this entire season, really. And they've, they've proven that they are a legit unit. Yeah, and it's quite ironic because I think for the longest time, UCLA fans, all they wanted was a defense that was good enough to support what has been a phenomenal offense really the last couple of years for Chip Kelly. But instead of the defense being good enough, it's the defense is leading the charge and almost bailing the offense out at times. You know, Dante once again starts the game with an interception, um, puts Washington State in plus territory. They're able to hold him to three. You know, the next drive, Washington State back in the red zone. Leotu Latu forces a fumble, and that really was a common trend throughout the game. Even when Wazoo did get into UCLA territory, even if UCLA's offense struggled and field position was kind of an issue all game, UCLA's defense was able to bail out the offense all game long. Um, I think in the modern college football uh, you know, era, I guess, you don't need every defense to be a Michigan and Alabama that's holding teams to under 7, 10 points. You need a team that can force turnovers, get some pressure on the quarterback, cause chaos, and UCLA's defense has done that throughout the season, and especially against uh, Wazoo. Let's talk about the offense a little bit. Oh, hold on, hold on. I Ooh. just want to say... No, I just want to say you talked about the Latu fumble. Those those two back-to-back fumbles were such big plays yeah. because they did happen when Washington State had a drive going, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's no more momentum. Yeah. UCLA gets the ball back. They get to go take charge, and those two fum- those two fumbles happen in really quick succession in the uh, the end of the first, start of the second quarter, and then it just kind of kills any kind of momentum that you develop. Uh, and then the next, you know, six seven drives. Washington State really wasn't doing anything. Yeah, we knew they didn't have a great running game coming into things, and so it wasn't surprising to see the run game be basically a non-factor. But it was surprising to see Cam Ward kind of just look uncomfortable throughout the contest. Um, He had that interception. Alex Johnson, who's 
been one of the best players on UCLA's defense out of nowhere. Been phenomenal in that slot nickel spot. He had a really impressive interception drop into the flat. He described it perfectly after the game. You know, he said, you know, I was reading Cam Ward's eyes. Um, but it helps when your your front seven gets gets pressure all yeah. game long. They were all up in Cam Ward's business pretty much the entire yeah, game. Yeah, it, it was a really impressive performance. Um, I thought Devin Kirkwood kind of had a better game, one of his best games, probably his best game of the season. Um, and the linebacking core is consistent all, all, you know, every season or every game of the season so far. Can I transition to the offense now? Now you can go. The offense which has been the staple of Chip Kelly's program while he's been here at UCLA, still feels like they're not all the way there. Obviously, we know Dante starts with the pick. Um, the more brutal play is the pick six at the end of the first half, and it stinks for the Bruins because that kind of felt like right when the offense was starting to pick up some momentum. Um, on that drive, UCLA starts inside their own 30, and in 37 seconds, I believe, they're suddenly at the opposing five. Uh, Dante had two impressive throws. He's under pressure, and he gets one to his tight end Hudson Habermill, who breaks a bunch of tackles yeah. and and is one of catch of the season, by the way. One of a big play, a, a, a very deep tight end core, which I think we're going to get to throughout this episode. But he completes that one, and then he has a rollout to Logan Loya, gets at the wall to the five yard line, and then from there, first and five at the five, three passes. The third one ultimately being a pick six, and on an up and down performance from Dante for sure. We saw highs, we saw lows. What do you think of the performance overall for Dante? Yeah, I, I think that he's still getting time. I mean, he's played five collegiate games. He's played two Pac-12 games. You know, it's an adjustment from from high school. I like to think of this offense as kind of two gears, or like a few gears, and they're all just a little bit offset from each other. And they just need, um, I don't know, maybe a little more WD-40 and just <laughs> kind of, you know, start clicking a little better. Yeah. Because um, all the parts are there. You have, you know, J. Michael Sturdivant, the five-star freshman quarterback, the, the talented running back room. All the parts seem to be there to be a really good offense that you know we have traditionally seen from UCLA football, and they're just they just need a little more a little more something to kind of to get everything really clicking, like it like would lead to being a really successful team. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it just feels like they're almost there in every phase, right? They're not dominant in any phase, but they're almost there in every phase. There's certain things that they got to fix. Um, there was a, t- a timeout after a touchback. That I don't know what the heck that was. You got to be able to set up a play coming off a touchback. Um, there was that you know two point conversion call where Dante's yeah, kind of put in no man's land. I know you asked Chip about that after the game, and he basically said, "Yeah, it didn't work. Don't ask me anything else about the play." It was, um, it was very you know you line up in the jumbo and then the weak side, and you know, maybe maybe it does work in their practices and like the scheming, but it didn't look the most consistent, I guess. And it's funny because I feel like everyone wants to see some aspect of the running game from Dante. I think in college football nowadays, it, it's almost a must to have your quarterback be able to gain a few yards on the ground every once in a while. But Especially when you've had five years of Dorian Thompson-Robinson before this. <laughs> exactly. Fans and, and the, the whole program is used to that. But not on the read option. That's where I think you want to see it. You know, you have the zone read format, basically every run inside zone to Carson Steele, who had a dominant performance. One of these times, Dante is going to pull it and, and keep it on the read option. We're waiting to see it. Um, but I think it's a good time to transition. We're talking about the play calling a little bit. Chip Kelly, what do you think of his overall performance from a coaching standpoint? I think up and down, I think one thing that we wanted to see was how he would help his quarterback out in the pocket. Been struggling a lot with pressure and a lot of rollouts. Yeah, what do you think, think of that? I think that the way they assess trouble in the pocket was just say, let's get Dante more out of the pocket. Yeah. And then, you know, they had him, especially during that first half, we were seeing a lot of rollouts, but they were working pretty well. Like um, and, uh, The score was an eight-point difference. I don't think that was really reflective oh, of no. how in control UCLA was yeah. for the majority of that game. You have the Carson Ryan 
touchdown gets uh, what doesn't get overturned. The J. Michael Sturdivant touchdown does does get overturned. Yeah, those are two big swings. There was a, there's seven point swing on kicks. Um, so I think UCLA could have won this game by 15, 20 points if you know a couple things break their way just a little bit differently. Um, and not to play the what if game, but it, it was really small things that result in you know 14, 18 points you know being taken off the board. Yeah, um, I think Chip Kelly had a had a pretty a pretty good day. I think the rollouts really did work very well to try and get. Dante more into more favorable situations. Yeah, I think one thing I've noticed with Dante so far is um, you can tell when he's comfortable and when he's not comfortable, I think more so than other quarterbacks. Even on a couple of those completions from the pocket that were impressive throws, um, there was that fake screen and go to Carson Ryan on the right side. I talked about the Habermill completion. In both On both of those plays, you kind of see him leaning back even though he's in the pocket. And there's pressure at his face basically every play. And it's, you can tell it's in his head. He's leaning back. He, he's like trying to avoid a pass rusher, even if the rusher isn't there. So I think getting him out of the pocket, it just allows his mind to not really worry about a pass rush, even if it's not consistently there. In his brain, it is. So when you roll him out, he seems like he's less worried. And I think that contributed to a game where, like you said, could have been a, a, a much larger uh, margin of victory. 482 total yards for UCLA, just 216 for Washington State. 12 yards rushing from the Cougars yeah. compared to 192 from UCLA. Carson Steele. 130 yards, I believe, or 140, 141, 141. on 30 carries, and they, um, really, they used him a lot. Yeah, he was. He, I think this was his breakout game. You know, they had him in the, the table for the post game press conference, and and he was phenomenal. I mean, we're gonna get. I think we're gonna discuss T.J. Hard and Carson Steele and, and what it means for the backfield. But we have the chipometer segment. We kind of started talking about Chip. I want to get to this segment. We have Chip right now, based on the last game against Utah, coming off a loss. We have him in the middle right now. He's got to go up, right? Uh, they won uh, the football game. Yeah. They they upset. I know UCLA was favored, but it's an upset. I, it's suddenly, every, it's a number 13. Yeah. Team. That's a, with it, the number two passing offense. In the yeah. Country. It's that's, an upset. An and upset. so you got to give him his credit. Um, I think he had a good game. Yeah. So, so how, how aggressive are we in moving this up? I feel like it wasn't a flawless performance. We talked about that questionable call on the two point conversion. But really, other than that, it was just kind of weird stuff, missed field goals, weird penalties. So are, are, we're not putting it at the top, but is it fair to say maybe three-quarters of the top? Yeah, I think that's an appropriate assessment. Yeah, I agree. So pretty short, sweet. I thought it was a solid job from Chip Kelly. Um, it's going to take an elite offensive performance for us to say throw him at the top because yeah. you are an offensive coach, and right now you're kind of getting carried by your defense. Credit to you, Chip Kelly, for hiring DeAnton Lynn because he looks like a stud so far. Yeah. But your job is to make the offense click, and so hopefully and, and you can do that. Has clicked to some extent. I mean, they're the number twenty-six total offense in the country at this yeah. point. Um, but I think there is there is still a little bit left to be desired from you know a Chip Kelly style of offense. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for J. Michael Sturdivant. Still, we, we talked about that touchdown being wiped off, and that's kind of what you want to see a little bit more from him in the red zone. Um, I think there's still potential to get T.J. Harden more involved. Keegan Jones actually got involved and had mm-hmm. the two biggest touchdowns of the game. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a lot more to see from this team. We're going to go to the tier list now. We have the tier list, if you remember from the last episode. And I think what we're going to do from from here on out is basically decide who needs to move. You know, who who had a, great, a good enough performance to go up, who had a subpar performance that needs to go down. And I'm going to pitch my first movement on the tier list. Devin Kirkwood, he's right now the only player in the liability tier. And I don't think that needs to be the case anymore. I feel like this defense is so good that really no one should be considered a liability, but he's really stepped up that past game. He had a couple breakups. I know he did actually, I think he was responsible for that touchdown of the backfield. Um, after the play, he, he, he went like this. He pointed out his chest and said, me, I think, me? I think there was some miscommunication yeah. going on on the field at that at that point in the game. I think so. But, is, but 
it was one touchdown. Exactly. It was the one touchdown they gave up the whole game. Exactly. I don't think anybody on this defense is any kind of liability. They're all they're all doing their jobs. So we're moving them up to to, to just a guy? I, I, for now. Yeah. Okay. So Kirkwood, the first ever movement on the tier list. He goes to just a guy. Who do you who do you think should we should move? I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a, a two a two for one. All right. I think it's Logan Loya and Carson Ryan. I think are both deserve to be moved up to the okay. solid starter. Yeah. I think Carson Ryan's really emerged yeah. as a, a tight end one kind of guy. And I think Logan Loya has been um I mean he's just been right there, right behind J. Michael Sturdivant as the second best receiver on this team so thus far. So I think both of them uh have have really improved uh over the course of these first few games. Yeah, I totally agree. I think they both belong in solid starter. Now, do we want to move Steele to all UCLA, or is that a little premature? You got to see it more than once. Um, more than once, maybe. Maybe a little. Yeah, maybe wait a little, just a little bit. What about Alex Johnson? I think is it time. I know. I mean, three interceptions. That's through through five games. That's for a guy good. who's not even on the field every play, being the slot corner, but he's what? What does he do wrong? I mean, not only did he have the interception, which was a huge play, it led to a field goal for UCLA. But he also had that near pick six on that yeah, screen pass yeah. where he said it after the game. He's like, I want that I want the one back half a second surprised. sooner, and that's a pick six. So do we move him up to all UCLA? Is it time to put a six year so. former so. walk on slot corner at all UCLA? I think so. That's I a heck of a story. A great story. Yeah, it's I think that's the story of the year for UCLA. Um, but any more movement necessary? I feel like I that's good. I feel like we're good there. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Mean, I think it just proves the defense has been just so good. I mean, it, I, I was looking at it earlier. Number two rushing defense in the country. That's wild yeah no yeah it's it's been a phenomenal start for Danton Lynn um and I, I think he deserves most of the credit I know you brought in some transfers but it's really him turning so, players that have been there I mean, it's into lot, better players of, a lot of the guys are returners like Latu was here last year um Davies, Davies the whole the whole yeah. secondary right and I think I think it is a, a real coaching credit to what Danton Lynn has done um and you know that entire coaching staff of really turning things around yeah we'll see if they can keep it going um, but yeah, I think that's good for this episode. Uh, a recap of UCLA defeating then number 13 Wazoo at a blazing hot Rose Bowl. UCLA now jumps Wazoo, I believe, right? The Bruins are 18. Yeah, 18. Wazoo's 19. Yeah, so that's a big win there. We saw USC almost fall. We saw a lot of crazy games throughout the world of college football. Um, but UCLA, they didn't get upset. They had an upset win. And they are 18, and there will be a lot of intrigue for this upcoming game on Saturday. We'll have another episode to preview the Oregon State game, but... For now, that's all for this episode of Out of Bounds. As always, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to the audio version of the podcast. And if you want to see my beautiful face, is my face beautiful? I would say so. Oh, thank you. And if you want to see Joseph Crosby, who never has a bad hair day, you know, despite what he claims, uh, you can go to UCLA Daily Bruin on YouTube and watch the video version of this podcast. Shout out to our amazing camera lady, editor, producer, Director, the list goes on and on. Everything, everything. Zoe Busenberg, she holds us down. Without her, this wouldn't be anything. So that's all for this episode. Thanks for so much for watching. Uh, and we'll get we'll talk to you later in the week to preview a huge game against Oregon State. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>